South London is an interesting place, but let's discover somebody who comes from there next. Welcome to Beyond the Call. Today, it's very interesting as we study chapter four of 2 Corinthians, beginning with verses eight and nine. It says, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, yet not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Today, we're going to talk to Ray Craddock. What an interesting gentleman who God got a hold of when he was very young. Now, this is interesting because he's on the south side of London. He is not headed in a right direction. In fact, uh, he's headed in a wrong direction very fast. But a young lady wakes up something inside of him and he responds. The question is, is it God calling him or is it another call? We'll answer that question much more as we continue in this program next. The most known, yet most underread book in the world. What is it? It's the Bible. It is known by millions, yet undiscovered by millions. The Bible is a book rich in the knowledge about us and about God. Come along with us as we explore this beautiful book full of God's wonder and discover what it really means to be human. From the first book of Genesis all the way to the last book of Revelation, join us. People determined to know what the Word of God says. For your sample copy of the Bible Discovery Guides, contact us at Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668-0150. Or in Canada, P.O. Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2 or simply go to www.biblediscoverytv.com. The Psalms are really interesting pieces of music. And uh, we read the words and Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Interesting. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and in the law does he meditate day and night. We've been talking about meditation and what that means. And we've been talking about how that works. And one person that I think can help us with that is Ray Craddock. Ray, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Rod. Great to be with you today. Now, I, I have to ask, the, you were born where? London, England, in the south side of London. South side of Londinium. Yes. Londinium was founded in AD 61. Very interesting. As we focus on your introduction to Jesus Christ as Lord, 
I have to go back to the time when you grew up. You were born in the family who knew the Lord or did not know the Lord? Did not know the Lord. I was actually uh, brought up in a, in a split family. My father uh, and, and my mother separated when I was about four. And we went to live with my grandfather and grandmother. It's very interesting. I like to refer to things like connecting the dots. Because the strange thing is that if my mother and father had not split up, I may not have met the person that eventually led me to the Lord. So whilst it was painful and tragic for everybody concerned, connecting the dots takes me to the person that led me to the Lord. How old were you when you met the Lord? 16. Uh, it was actually 1963, one month before President Kennedy was assassinated. One month before he was assassinated. Yes. That's interesting. Now. Until that time, uh, tell me about your knowledge of God. Did you have any knowledge of the Lord? Zip, zero, nada, nothing, Rod. I knew nothing about God at all. I was not brought up in a Christian home. No, in fact, the only time I heard Jesus Christ was when they were swearing. I never heard him, him referred to in a godly manner at all. Of course, there was no Christian television back then. Uh, there was no... Um, uh, sense in which my parents would say, or my mother would say, you know what, you really should go to church. None of that existed, totally alien. And so I was actually going in a very bad direction as a, as a young child. And um, I, I would say until I met Christ, I had no future at all. And I have no idea where I would have ended up had I continued without him in my life. Well, that's interesting because uh, you you were going in a, a negative direction. Yes. So that means criminal activity. That means everything. Unfortunately, yes. So there was a church or an event or something that happened that you were noticing. Well, it was it was one night, a very unusual night, when we had nothing to do. My friend and I, very unusual, Rod. Um, we, back in those days, just to give you an idea, I always, I like to joke to say that in South London, it was so dangerous that even the dogs walked around in twos. But we were weaponized. We did things we should not do. We were heading down the wrong path. But on this one night, we had nothing to do. And so we stayed in his home to watch television. Little black and white screen about so big. And his sister, who I didn't know at the time was a Christian, she was about five or six years older than us, came in and said, I need to talk to you two. Switch the TV off. I thought, oh my gosh, what's, what's this? What have we done wrong now that's offended her? And she began to talk to us about Jesus Christ coming back again one day. I had never heard anything like this before. And for five nights thereafter, she talked to us about the importance of salvation, about the things of God. But the thing that really captured me, Rod, was that one day Jesus was coming back again. And in those five nights, and when I say five nights, it was actually to the early hours of the morning, two, three o'clock in the morning, 16 years old walking home at night, looking up in the sky. And the way she said it made it sound like he could come back at any moment. And then on the Friday night, the last night she uh, spoke to us, 
she said, will you come to church on Sunday? I said, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so you, you made the decision to go to church. Made but, the decision. So this is the first time you've ever been to a church. Absolutely. First time, 16. I, was, I think I was christened when I was a baby in an Anglican church, but first time I've been to church. And so she took us to a church. It was called the Elim Pentecostal Church. And the, the funny thing was, it was a, an evening service. And the word Elim was written up in, in, um, in neon letters, right? But part of the E was missing, the bottom part. So I thought, it, and, and part of the L was missing. I, what's this film church? What's, I said to her, Mavis, what kind of church is this? Film church. She said, no, 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 it's just the neons aren't working properly, you know. So we went and uh, I, I couldn't tell you, the place was packed. We sat up in the balcony with, with uh, the young people. And uh, as the preacher's preaching, I, I couldn't tell you what he's preaching about, but I'm thinking about what she's told us in the last five nights. And he made an appeal at the end for people to, to, to give their lives to Christ, as, as often happens in churches. And so I remember leaning forward to pray and I said, if you're real, God, this is your chance. <laughs> Me telling God, this is this his your chance. chance yeah. 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 If you're real, make yourself real to me now. That was the exact prayer I prayed, Rod. And I tell you, as God is my witness, I shook from head to foot uncontrollably. And I knew I had a supernatural encounter with God, with Almighty God pastor then called out, if anybody wants to become a Christian, raise your hands. My hand went up like a rocket. I went down to the front to be counseled and prayed for. My friend came with me and he gave his life to Christ too. So that night was a big change uh, from this, you know, you're going down the wrong path and all of that. It's a big change. Now, now you encounter the reality of Jesus Christ in a Pentecostal church where the neons don't work. Yes. Um, all because a girl five years older than you decides to tell you the truth about Jesus Christ. Yes. Mavis Tonkin, that was her name. And one day, one day I'll say to Mavis, I'm here because of you. That's so, the day I go to heaven. That, that's really interesting, very important. So what happened then? Well, like I said, I, I, I believe I had a supernatural encounter with God. And, uh, and it was life-changing. There were friends that I literally shelved after that. And so John and I, my friend and I, we started going to church during the week. There was a youth meeting every Wednesday night. And then there was a Bible study and so on. And uh, uh, because, you know, the Bible says you should be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it, it's an ongoing process. And so we go to these youth meetings and so on. And we actually get kicked out of church. You know, church is supposed to get you in, not kick you out. We actually get kicked out of church because we're making fun of some of the young people who are singing and, and talking about the things of God. We hadn't quite got there yet. We just knew we had this supernatural encounter that God was real, but we didn't understand anything else. We didn't understand that your life now has to take a different route, as it were. And so we got kicked out twice, but the spiritual encounter I had was so real, I continued to go back. 
Even after being kicked out. Even twice, after being kicked out. Making fun of the people there yeah. and all of that. Because you didn't know. You, I mean, this is your first time in church. Yeah. So did you hear Bible teaching and did you understand what they were saying? I, I didn't really understand for quite a while. Uh, I, I would go to the Bible studies. I would listen to the pastor teaching the Bible. And you're picking up what we now call nuggets, I guess. And, and little things are beginning to penetrate. Um, I got to a point where, uh, and, and I'd only been going a, a couple of months, where they said, you know, we want you to come out on the streets with us now and testify and, and all this kind of thing. Well, I finished up. There's a place in South London called um, Clapham Common. I finished up on a street corner with a 12 volt battery and a megaphone talking about things that I didn't fully understand other than the fact that I'd had this wonderful experience with God. And I would do that every Saturday. So this is incredible, okay? So because your you're, you're youth, you're heading down a wrong direction. This friend's sister talks to you and you go to church, you're transformed because of the supernatural experience. The Holy Spirit obviously came yes. into you. And, uh, and so now you've, you've got to go to church, you get kicked out twice, making fun of people and all of that. And now you go on the street with a uh, battery and everything else and you're teaching this. this. This is absolutely fascinating. Now, when we return, and this is going to be very important, we're going to talk about from that point on, and because you've been down a really interesting path uh, in broadcasting, you've been down yes. a path in social sciences, you've been down a path, I mean, God has taken you in a really remarkable direction. So stay tuned because when we return, we'll talk about that and more. A program experience delivering what God is saying to the human race today. Reading the Bible from cover to cover, we learn how God spoke to the people in the past, speaks about the future, and shows us how to react and respond to the difficulties and discovering of our lives today. Bible Discovery TV is a program hosted by the Hembry family as they uncover the meaning of God's message to planet Earth. To discover the meaning of God's Word and how the Lord is speaking to us today, visit Bible Discovery TV at BibleDiscoveryTV.com. That's BibleDiscoveryTV.com. You know, it's interesting because you, you were going in a wrong direction. You didn't have the right path, but then this woman talks to you uh, five years older than you and you're 16. And so all of a sudden you go to church, you get saved, supernatural experience, you go back to church, you get kicked out twice because you're making fun of the people. You didn't really get it yet, but now all of a sudden you're involved and you're starting to get it. Um, so you're 16, but wh where do you go to school then? I mean, you go to finish high school, but where do you go after that? Well, I left school at 15 and I, I got a job immediately. Um, I, I hated school. I, I just, I, I, you know, there were times when I would ask the teacher if I could go to the bathroom and he'd say yes. And then I'd climb up the, the, uh, the gym ladder as it were and I'd, I'd fast forward the clock 
so the clock bell would go off early and we could all leave school early. So that's how much I love school. And if it was raining, that was my excuse not to go to school. I was probably in school, if it was 50% of my school life, it would be a high number. Um, but here I am now in, in this different phase of my life. And I remember tucking a Bible under my arm, under my arm one, one Sunday and leaving home. My mom said, oh, Ray, what do you, what's that? I said, oh, it's, 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 a, it's a Bible. She said, well, what are you doing with the Bible? I said, I'm going to church. She said, you're going to church? Well, that's a five minute wonder, that won't last. And by the way, you're gonna walk down the street with this Bible under your arm so all the neighbors can see? She so was your mom was concerned about this. She was embarrassed. I led her to the Lord some years later, but she was embarrassed about that. So yes, off, off to church regularly. Two major things happened in that first year of my life, Rod. The first one was I had a major accident in a skating ring. We used to go roller skating very regularly. And somebody had spilt Coca-Cola on the floor. And as I'm coming around this bend in the, in, the, in the skating ring, my foot slips, I go sliding over, and my shin on my left leg hits the barrier with two bolts sticking out of it, tore my leg open. Uh, Within no time at all, it got poisonous and all that kind of thing. The doctor, uh, doctor said, you're gonna to have to go to hospital and have some work done on you. So the night before the ambulance was due to arrive, I thought, well, I, I remember hearing them talking about Jesus healing people. So maybe he'll heal me. So I prayed myself to sleep. Now that night I was carried into bed. I couldn't walk, I was carried into bed. In the morning, my mum comes in and says, Ray, we've got to call the ambulance. He'll be here soon. And uh, some breakfast on the table. And she walked off. She carried me in the night before with my uncle. I pull the sheets back. I get up out of bed. I walk down to the breakfast table. No pain, no nothing. I sit there. I think, how did I get here? I can't. I said, mum, I got no pain. I, everything, is, everything is normal. So... We cancel the ambulance, go to see the doctor. He says, there's nothing wrong with you. He said, I don't understand it. You had poison in your leg. I don't understand it. So that was the first thing. God healed you. God healed me, completely healed me. Now I'm in my first year of having an, a spiritual encounter with him. The second thing was on a Wednesday or Thursday night, I went to a missions meeting and a missionary from, um, I think he was from Tanzania was speaking that night. And I was really quite taken up by this. Anyway, I drove home. I had a little Volkswagen Beetle. As I drove home, I'm sitting at the wheel of my car thinking about the, the uh, missionary and, and all that he said. I parked up and before I could get out, it was almost as though I heard an audible voice. Can't say I did, can't say I didn't. But the voice said this, now I want all your time. And I began to break down. I just cried at the wheel for ages before I could go in. What did that mean all your time? What did that mean to your life? Well, uh, the, the only conclusion I could come to was I've got to find a way to serve him. And in discussions I had with the pastor, it seemed to me that the only way I could do that was to go to Bible college. And so at 17, I began to save up. By the time I was 21, 
I had gone into Bible college and did a two-year residential course to go into the ministry. Talk about a change of course, a change of direction. Absolutely incredible. So, you, but, but did you go into ministry after I that? did, I did. I, I was pastored my first church in Bristol, England. Uh, we had some visitors come over from America and uh, I'd been there for about three years. And they said, would you come and work with us in America? So I went to the States. I lived in Los Angeles for three years. Los Angeles, California. Los Angeles, California. Pastored a church there and we ran an orphanage down in Honduras. That's amazing. Yeah. So how did you get involved in broadcasting? What in the world? I got to fast forward now to um, the mid nineties. After I, in, in 1986, let me say this, I'd gone on a missions trip to South Africa. I had met two people there while I was there, plus a whole bunch of wonderful other things that happened. But they eventually came to England in the 90s. And in those days, there was no such thing as Christian television in England or Europe. And we had a discussion and decided we should do our best to start a Christian television channel. And what drove me toward that, Rod, was Matthew 24, 14, which says when the gospel of this kingdom is preached in all the earth or to every tribe, tongue and nation, then the end will come. Bearing in mind that it was the second coming that got me to the, into the kingdom or the message of. And I thought, well, yeah, broadcasting has got to be the way to do it. So cut a long story short, we started a TV channel called the God TV. God TV. God TV. And that became a big operation it's for in, the next several years. Absolutely. It's in about a hundred and uh, 190 countries, I think it is now, I believe, something like that. I was with them for a year or so. And then we partied company and we formed, my friend and I formed a company called CTV. Uh, and in England, not the CTV here, called Cultural Television. And we were watching TV one night, uh, news. We saw that a Muslim group had been kicked off the air. We phoned them up. We said, how would you like to get back on TV? They said, who are you? We said, cultural television. So we met with them for a year. I was taken to secret recording studios. I met people that I thought I would never meet in my entire life. I sat around the boardroom with this Muslim group and uh, they said, we're ready to do business with you. Um, do you have any conditions? I said, yes, I have two conditions. One is we'll put a delay in your live broadcasts because you, you, that's what got you kicked off the air in the first place. The second is I want to show a film. And they said, what film? I said, the Jesus film. The Jesus the, film? The Jesus film. He, the, said, he leaned like you just did. He leaned across the table. He said, do you mean Jesus the prophet? I said, yeah, th th that's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> He said, oh, we believe in Jesus the prophet. Yes, of course. So we got in touch with Bill Bright, who you know for, from Campus Crusade from, for Christ, got it in four languages, put it out every day for three years into 23 million Muslim homes. And it was the first broadcast into North Africa and the Middle East. So the Jesus film for three years, free of charge every weekend broadcast. Yes, yes. every day for three years that's on a Muslim channel. That's incredible. My heart's for evangelism. I like to see people's lives changed. And we saw some amazing results from that. It was absolutely incredible. Not once did we ever tell them we were Christians. We have two minutes left. Acts TV, Association of Christian Television. Yes. How'd that happen? It happened, uh, and I'll be very quick with that. 
One night I was in the, uh, well, let me go, April, May of 2021, I think it was. I was asking, where's the voice in Canada? Because I was concerned that since uh, the passing of David Maines and CTS and all that kind of thing, I thought, he, to me, he was the voice at that time. Where's the voice in Canada? I couldn't get an answer. One night I'm in a hotel in uh, Dallas, Texas after the National Religious Broadcasters Convention and I couldn't get to sleep. The Lord kept speaking to me in the middle of the night, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2. So to, to get it out of my head, I got up, got the hotel notepaper, I wrote Acts chapter 2 down. I thought well, now I can go back to sleep and then he said now, A is for associated, C is for Christian, T is for television, send this to Rod Hembry. I wrote to you and said, Rod, if this rings your bell, let me know. You said, it rings my bell, let's meet. Because you too had been praying, and I didn't know this, but for, for, for three years or so, that where is the voice in Canada? And there was these concerns that I know you now have and I had had. What happens if the government wants to make any changes to Christian television, to uh, ministers in the pulpit, etc.? And so we formed Associated Christian Television, Acts. It's interesting because uh, we're involved with that together. And uh, th the fact is that God is using that to reach a lot of people. And yes. so we've moved forward with the Acts Television Network. And yes. So on. But, but that is, God changes the, our direction and where we go. He does. If we follow him. If we follow him. Very, yeah. very important. Thank you, Ray, for being with us today. We really appreciate it. It's great to be here, Rod. The Bible Discovery Guide takes you through pages of the most important book that you will ever read. It is the Word of God. Through careful exploration and thoughtful insight, we uncover the truths presented in the Bible. For your sample copy, write to P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 156680150. That's Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 156680150. In Canada, write to Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2. That's Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2. Or simply go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com. What an amazing story that was. This is the Bible, Revelation chapter 22, verse 12. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. You know, Jesus Christ is coming back quickly. We need to remember that. We need to understand, as Ray did, that his life completely changed. Now, my question is, is your life changed by the power of Jesus Christ? the power of His Holy Spirit. I want to tell you something. We need to focus on this because it's time to get right with God. We can pray and when we pray, we focus on God. Simply say this, say, Jesus, I believe you're the Lord. Come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Help me today in Jesus' name. 
amen. And when you pray that prayer and mean it, God will change your life like never before. You'll see the evidence of him everywhere.